Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Let's Kill Twitter, the show that aims to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. Let's Kill Twitter is recorded live and on Zoom and this week featured the comedians Susie Bennett and Darren Walsh. Storm Eunice was just about on its way out as we were recording this and featured pretty heavily in the tweets, as did Wordle, Columbo and Star Trek. We hope you enjoy the show. Please follow us on Twitter at LKTZoom. Hello, good evening and welcome. It's Sunday night, it's eight o'clock and you're watching Let's Kill Twitter with me, Julian Hall. This is the show that aims to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. And that is, of course, no mean feat, but thankfully I never have to do that alone. Joining me tonight in the Zoom room are two fabulous comedians, Darren Walsh and Susie Bennett. And usually at this point, I'd be saying, joining me is another fantastic comedian, my co-host, Sajila Kershi. But Sajila is en route to work. She would have done the show before working, uh, but I think she's traveling. So she may well drop in. I might let her into the Zoom room. If she does, it's a bonus. Uh, hello, wherever you are, Sajila. Uh, just a little bit of admin before we get started. We're currently streaming across YouTube, Facebook and Twitch. Please do give us a subscribe on YouTube. That's where all our previous shows and episodes and clips are. Uh, so that's crucial. And of course, the other no brainer is to please follow us on Twitter at LKTZoom. We engage solely through Twitter with our audience tonight as we go live. So that is the place to be. And then for the rest of the time, we'll be posting clips of previous shows, news of the next show, and just generally posting tweets that we find funny or interesting or hopefully both. So without too much further ado, um, I want to introduce uh, briefly uh, Susie and Darren. Susie Bennett is voice of the Plymouth Trails tour app and was recently named as one of the 50 coolest people from Plymouth by the Evening Herald. She was a winner of the Funny Women Award and has been a tour support for Russell Kane. Punslinger Darren Walsh, meanwhile, was the UK's first ever pun champion. He won Dave's Funniest Joke of the Fringe in 2015. He was in amongst the top 10 again in 2018. And in 2019, won Best Joke at the Leicester Comedy Festival. Please welcome to the Zoom room, Darren Walsh and Susie Bennett. Hello. Hello. Hello, guys. Hi. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not bad. <laughs> now, we've established that all of, all of us are feeling slightly below par this evening. Mm. So we're going to ramp gonna ramp up that energy. Um, I'm going to kick off, uh, as I normally do, by uh, just sort of getting into the, the meat of it, is how, how both of you feel about Twitter. Now, start with Susie, because Susie, you've been on the show before, and I'm not sure how much we wrestled. Uh, your, your connection seems better this time, by the way. <laughs> I'm not sure how much we kind of got into... Uh, how much you kind of engage with Twitter, whether you still fear it, or whether you actually quite enjoy it. How, how would you characterise your engagement? Hi, Julia. Well, the last time I was in my boyfriend's house and he kept bringing me drinks. I don't know if you remember. I kept do remember. Up, and by the end of the show, I was quite drunk. So I don't really <laughs> remember that much of it. I remember having a good old chat with you. But um, I haven't been on Twitter much this week. I've been, I've been quite busy and sort of been trying to stay away from my phone um and uh I like to look at other people's funnies to be honest and I always every morning I always look at what's trending to see what's going on so see who's died see see what Prince Andrew's done now that kind of thing so I always have a look every morning that's like my my morning paper so I always see what's on um and if there's something exciting I'll, I'll click on it 
Um, but I, I have been a bit rubbish, to be honest. But I'm better at Twitter than I am at Instagram. So I'm still struggling with that. I've still got my, my I've got my teenage niece telling me, oh, you should do that on Instagram. You're a bit quiet. And so I'm a bit about. Uh, I'm so glad to hear that. I sort of I just can't help being a sort of Twitter boy at heart, really. I just, uh, you know, I, I can see the appeal of Insta, but um, I don't know. It, keep it real, I say. So, that, um, yeah, that's good. I mean, that sort of daily morning routine is, is obviously very important. Have you got any particular kind of tweeters that, uh, that you follow? Any favourites? Oh, favourites. Um, Sue's Templer for sure. She's been she's been uh, quite prolific in the last couple of weeks doing her Nadine Dory's um, videos. And I love James Blunt. And he was only recently on Graham Norton. And um, he is really, really funny. And I've, he's a bit of a guilty pleasure, James Blunt. But he has got some really, really funny comebacks when people are slagging him off. And recently there was a story about um, I can't remember the details of it, but they were playing Barry Manilow music to deter some protesters that were hanging around and he he tweeted and said look if this doesn't work out give me a ring so he's always really self-deprecating but he is really sharp right really witty that was i think that was the anti-mandate protesters in new zealand and they uh, were yeah. trying to, to i'm not i'm not them. ready i just see you know <laughs> no well the, the the principle of uh yeah of uh, bad sort of bad music to clear them essentially yeah <laughs> he's a very self-effacing gentleman is uh is James Blunt, I have to say, quite quite incredible. So Darren, um, obviously as a one-liner merchant, Twitter is awash with one-liner merchants. I mean, one of the fantastic things about Twitter is that it is, it's where non-comedians can often sort of strike gold and just come up with like incredible jokes that go viral. Uh, is yeah. that exciting or is that actually really quite annoying? Um, no, that's not annoying, but I mean, I, I primarily, primarily use it to test jokes out like literally if it gets lots of retweets and likes i'll just try it on stage um but i think the thing that does annoy me is there are people who just copy and paste your jokes and sell them in joke books uh which is which is quite frustrating we still have such a beast as joke as joke books do you actually mean in in print mm. yeah See? yeah yeah i mean there are, there are accounts that have just amassed like millions of followers and then you know every christmas they'll just put them all in a book so yeah, i think it's quite a lucrative dark art really <laughs> but yeah no i mean that's the only side of it that does that is annoying um yeah aside from that i you know i you know i do like seeing random observations go viral and you know specifically from non-comedians when you're workshopping a joke because i remember talking years and years ago uh tin and duyev did um the twitter comedy club and this was like so long ago now. And but we were talking, I think, in the article that we did around it um, about uh, workshopping a joke and how that actually goes and like the rough form of it might go on Twitter. But at that stage, it was very much the finished form doesn't necessarily go on Twitter. It you will go into a sort of a live show. Is that still the sort of rule of thumb? Uh, it's more or less finished when I tweet it. Um, I mean, what I like about it is it's a way of copywriting your joke as well if you know what i mean you can't yeah. put them all in a ledger so you know i mean really I, I i remember i think russell kane said he's got a an app that deletes his tweets after six that's months right. or something like yeah, that yeah that's right i mean i'd like to do that but i i like the idea of having all all, my, all the jokes i've tweeted sort of online if you know what i mean yeah in, in, in the cloud you know yeah got a record mm. that you said it first then when the other day yeah. Yeah. yeah or you can follow it up you know with a, a mm. topper 
six years later or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so Sissy, do you find that useful for the, the same reasons then? Yeah, um, a cousin of mine, um, I, I did this joke and it wasn't really a joke, it was something that happened. I, I, I mean, Sajila would know about this, but um, a, a muslin cloth that we use, we use this hot cleanser and you have to make the cloth really hot and then put it on your face to, to take it off. And I decided to cut out the middleman. I was being lazy and I just went in the shower and put the cloth over my face and almost waterboarded myself. <laughs> I think it was about seven years ago I tweeted it, said I almost waterboarded myself with a muslin cloth. And then a cousin of mine on Facebook about a couple of months ago said, oh, God, I nearly waterboarded myself. And I went, oh, I've done that. And then I showed her the tweet. And, and she was like, oh, God, I never saw that you did that. So it was like, yeah, it's, I, it's I weird. said that it was a real thing. But yeah, there I, there are a couple of comedians that are in legal battles at the moment with someone stealing someone's material and doing it online, and and the other person has got the actual um, the video okay. that they're on. <laughs> yeah, so that so it's a good bit of evidence um, of, of that you said it first. But um, mm. I know what Darren's saying about the joke book thing because there was the famous Keith Chegwin situation a few years ago. I'm yeah. sure you remember. Yeah, yeah, my, my, one of my <laughs> jokes was in his app. He sold yeah. the app, didn't he? Yeah. So, right, um, yeah. but the other thing, the the other side of this is it is completely bizarre, the parallel thinking as well. Like you, sometimes yes, you're just absolutely yes. shocked. You thought, how is that possible? Someone else thought of that. Yeah, but yeah. It, You know, it just totally is. Um, so yeah, but, I've experienced that as well. You see, what's fascinating from this is essentially Twitter has become what you used to do. If you had an idea, you'd have to post it to yourself. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and in the mail, <laughs> and that would that would be how you sort of patent it. I mean, I've 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 written four thousand eight hundred jokes, so I'd need quite a lot of stamps. Yeah, that would that would yeah. actually be quite crippling, wouldn't it? So thank yeah. goodness for thank goodness for Twitter, uh, but also um, yeah, and that whole thing about um, it's it's tricky to do that with with the sort of video stuff. That the case that you're talking about, I suppose, is 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 a bit sort of fiddly because it's sort of what's done live. But in terms of the sort of communality of thought that you just mentioned there, Darren, that is what is so amazing. So there are times when I've, I've thought of something that I fancied sort of tweeting and I will just hit the search mm. on Twitter and just put the two keywords together and think, right, I hope no one else has uh, thought of this. And of well, course, you know someone has. I mean, what I don't search for jokes before I tweet them because I think otherwise you just go mad. Yeah. But um, I am uh, compiling a joke book uh for the end of this year at christmas and i'm actually making an effort of searching every single joke on twitter okay which is right makes sense quite insane but it is really surprising what hasn't been done and what has been done you're like oh, it's just like i cannot believe this joke's already been done i thought it was so original and then something else will just be like how am i the first person to think of that you know what i mean i i don't tell jokes i tell stories and a lot of the time they're sort of based on true things but exaggerated mm. and i've had people say oh i saw someone do your material but it was different but mm. uh, if someone is like my age and in my sort of lifestyle they're going to have similar experiences and i did get one comedian message me and he was horrified because he'd done a new material night and he was saying a bit about him and his girlfriend and someone said oh susie does that and he was like oh i didn't nick it off you i promise and it was just something that happened and i was like well you've never seen me do that material and it it, it did actually happen to him the situation that and i was like don't worry about it because you know you haven't nicked it off me you don't say it in the same way it's a different perspective but you know i'd be horrified if people thought i'd nick their material but there are people mm. that have done similar things because there's quite i took i mean i'm not groundbreaking in any way or cutting edge so I talk about a lot of generic things that are going to have happened to other people so I guess um as long as it's not the same wording and uh yeah. you know all right as long as it's your own perspective 
I think with stories, it's much less common, isn't it? Because you've got the yeah. whole thing word for word. It's it's a lot yeah. less likely, you know. It really is well on Twitter. If I see something like a funny joke or a meme, but they've cropped out who the person was that posted it, that annoys me. Mm. But I yeah. never share yeah. they've cropped out the author. Yeah, yeah that, that happens yeah. a lot with non-comedians. They don't really get it, do they? So they just sort of blindly share things. And then yeah. I've seen people that are not comedians passing off jokes as if they're only getting loads of likes and it annoys me I'm like oh <laughs> yeah well I, I was um I was meant to do this show I think a couple of weeks ago and I got the date wrong and I spent I, I searched all the tweets I was gonna talk about for the week and one of them was uh when Djokovic you know yeah. he was kicked out of Australia and and the joke was going around he's the first player to after missing I can't remember the joke now after missing two shots or something like that. The only the only tennis player in the world to be kicked out of a tournament after missing only two shots. I think that was it. And um, I did. I I actually searched for the original tweeter, and uh, it was just like you got like one like or something. Yeah, like yeah, it's like crazy, isn't it? With yeah. hundred followers, you know. It's crazy. So you should do. Who yeah. do you think you are for jokes, basically? So, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit yeah. worried that when AI, AI and machine learning, you know, apparently they're starting to get sentient, there's going to be like the big AI joke book and mm. it's just going to like literally just flog every uh, yeah. language yeah, yeah, nuance. You, you'll, you'll tweet an idea and it'll just get blocked because the robot will say, this has already been thought of. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so when the robots take control. So I'm yeah. just going to do a very quick flick just to make sure. Oh, hang on. I, I have got a message there. I don't know how to check it without. Uh, it's probably from Sajila. But um, uh, I've got to use the phone for the share screen. So that is my cue to uh, let's dig into the tweets now while AI, while AI is still uh, not advanced enough. Let's have a look. Oh, God, right. Hang on. Where do we start? Where do we start? So, well, listen, let's have a little bit of a Eunice roundup. So, Susie, you've chosen the tweet uh, from London Live. Um, don't normally share uh, news uh, news uh, outlets, but in London Live's case, I think they need the extra viewers, so that's fair <laughs> enough. Um, that's, this is them just reporting that pilots have been struggling to land at Heathrow Airport due, uh, due to strong winds from Storm Eunice. Video courtesy of Big Jet TV Live, who have a live stream uh, from the airport since this morning showing planes landing. Uh, so very a matter of fact, and obviously Big Jet Live went bananas uh basically didn't it really and i mean caitlin moran was all over it i saw dan hodges was tweeting about it uh there's shots from a uh a bar somewhere with all these um people sort of watching this these planes negotiate uh the wind um tell us a bit more about it susie but i will just uh, and i'll throw well so throw something else into the pot after you've uh, just had your uh, little jab at this did you watch big jet tv is, is the question is my question really I, I like i said i haven't really been on twitter much this week and i didn't watch it but i saw that it was trending because of caitlin moran but i just um had a look at the footage of the planes going like this and um i i live down in plymouth and there's been a lot of people going up on the seafront and filming stuff so um you there's a big wild swimming culture at the moment down in plymouth and everyone's wearing the dry robes you know the big the big quilt sort of jackets and they're massive. And I could just imagine someone going accidentally uh, paragliding in their dry rope, walking along the hoe. The ho. And it reminded me a bit of that, the planes going like this, all these people on the seafront, these thrill seekers. 
and there was also um a woman who went out in a bikini and she's there, someone took a photo of her and she's on the rocks with all these waves going coming at her and they put it on the local news and said you know this is stupid you know the rnli are gonna have to come out and save you if you get into trouble and stuff and then my favorite bit was that people were tagging the woman that it was they were totally snitching on her and tagging her in their comments going look Suzanne, you silly cow, look what <laughs> so that is Twitter snitches. But yeah, I just was generally looking at Eunice and I thought there was a montage of people falling over, but I thought that's a bit mean. So I thought I'll just go for the planes going like that because, you know, I'm not on one so I can sit and comfortably watch it from my from my chair. So, Darren, I'm going to just uh, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take this off share screen for a minute so that I can reach the G-list. <laughs> Probably Sajila's uh, thing. Sorry, what is Big Jet Live TV? Uh, what? You're kidding me. <laughs> did you? Did this pass you by? Yeah. Right, okay. So Big Jet Live TV is basically... Um, hang on a second. I'm just going to try and share screen back. It's, it's, a, um, it's a YouTube channel uh, where um, jets... It's basically like a train, the train spotting version of YouTube where trains are where our planes are taking off and hang on a minute i'm trying not to give away too much of my uh, there we go we're, and we're back in the room um uh, so it's it's basically sort of like some of the hardcore kind of um plane fans essentially um right. and it's uh how can i put this it's um it got big obviously because of uh because of the whole storm stuff but there is a slightly ghoulish as martin our big fat big fan uh will hopefully uh bear out it did get a bit sort of weird because there is something slightly ghoulish about uh about that so um you know i don't know i did did this you didn't catch any of this on twitter presumably but no no uh, not at all actually uh, okay hang on um, just... is it worth a follow it's worth it's worth a follow it's worth a follow so i'm just had to start streaming again because we're because checking Sajila's thing as a uh, slightly out of sync if we're back in the room and uh, and you noticed there was a slight hiatus apologies for that but we're just going over the whole big jet tv live so there is an element there is an element of slight ghoulishness about this i think to some extent and uh, in terms of actually watching planes land but it as I say, there were a few people sort of tweeting over this, but it wasn't the only Eunice-inspired tweet. Um, now, is this who who's uh, who's chosen TK's tweet here? Can't remember. Uh, Susie, the cat. Yes. <laughs> Storm Eunice will blow over in a minute. Hold on, hold on, Kitty. There's got to be cats. We've got to have a cat tweet at least. We've got to have a cat tweet. <laughs> Definitely. Oh my God! It does just sort of quite painful. That's got that's surely that's surely a, a superimposed. I hope so. I hope yeah, so. so. It's, it's very realistic. Like it looks uh, real, doesn't it? It does look extremely real. I have to say. Look, zoom in on the cat's face. <laughs> it's the it's the the beveling of the cat. Like there's a lot of attention to detail there. So uh, just to sort of so we'll be talking about so you were talking about the comp the compilation, weren't you? About um people sort of, uh, where is it, see if I can find it now. Um, it was a compilation of, oh, here it is, here it is, I hope. Uh, people, yeah, here it is. Uh, so a few people have posted this video. This is uh, Mark Wallace, uh, as a conservative oh, commentator. And this is basically just like the, the drag bag race rather than drag race uh, or drag racing. I should say, it's just people being blown down the street on presumably skateboards, roller skates. Um, so it's the light, the lighter side, but 
clearly not an easy day, uh, it has to be said. That is absolutely yeah, genius. A... I can imagine all the poor kids who can't afford the uh, scooters going and doing that. That's absolute genius. Brilliant. <laughs> I might give that a go with my bag for life tomorrow. <laughs> totally. Did you guys both presumably stay in uh, while Eunice was raging or were you, were you out on the road gigging? I, I had uh, a gig that's right on the seafront on Friday night and that, um, luckily I've parked straight opposite so I just had to run and I looked like a cockatoo because my fringe was up but um, yeah it was a really good gig and everyone was everyone had been pre-drinking so I th it felt like the blitz spirit you know they all come out they all had their coats on and uh, everyone had a great time. <laughs> Yeah, it passed me by really. I wouldn't say it's particularly affected affects me at all, apart from the chair in my back garden which uh, fell upside down. So yeah, apart oh. from that. Goodness me, you should have tweeted a photo of that, really. You know. I, yeah, I don't want to show off. One of my yeah. my pot fell over, a pot in the garden fell over, and it cracked. And I took a picture and sent it to my friend saying, "I shall rebuild." So that was that was as dramatic as it got. Another storm due. Martha says another storm due tomorrow. It's storm Franklin. Oh, fantastic! Uh, yeah, actually, it does get a bit dicey in the morning tomorrow. I mean, it's um, there, there was a tree. I think it was Devon, wasn't it? That, that tree, someone's actually filming. Yeah, the yeah it was tree. in Bude. Was it Bude? Wasn't it North Bude, Cornwall? Yeah. North Cornwall. Cornwall. Yeah. yeah. And uh, wow. <laughs> they were filming the tree, and then as it as they were filming it, a big hefty tree sort of fell over. And and again, there's that kind of ghoulish fascination with uh with but i mean the guy was so excited about oh, i got it on film it's like yeah, what about the trees feelings <laughs> didn't that happen with the church steeple as well uh, yeah was that the um well people that was that the hot fuzz? so i didn't see that one but there was a lot of mm. chatter about hot fuzz yeah uh, adam Bu our, yeah adam buxton's character uh, meets his end meets it? his end yeah mm. yeah that's right there was the there was the steeple one as well so let's just check uh, i think oh well there you go that was the other one just to show you how crazy it was on friday wasn't it there's a tweet here from peter campbell uk twitter right now he's using the head turning meme not seeing that one for a while uh big jet mm -hmm. tv uh, and actually there were a couple of other people who were saying that this is not a brilliant day to advertise working from home because not much work was being done at this point it has to be said um yeah and there was some, obviously I was sent a meme of um, someone dripping in gold and it said roofers next week. And it was all <laughs> this guy with like loads of chains and rings on. Um, so all roofers going to be dripping in gold. Next. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, there was the, um, the O2. There's the O2 one as well. Um, and uh, Alex, Alex Key's take on it's very in. Uh, cheer, cheers, Lord Adonis is crying. Nice one, because it's <laughs> obviously all the Blair during the whole Blair time. But then there was Molly Goodfellow who uh, should have put a hit tweeted about all men, all straight men have a pair of pants like this. Um, <laughs> that's totally true. So uh, yeah, I probably should, should have tweeted that one, Molly. But there you go. Uh, there we go. Jack Blanchard. Uh, no, Politico Europe. Uh, not sure. Twi my Twitter feed is the best advert for work from home today. It has to be said. And the, uh, the Craig well, Craig's always on on the on the go with the. Craig's always on the go. Yeah, Dudley and Eunice are a couple who, who won a Daily Express competition to have hurricanes <laughs> named after them. Um, so let's, we might travel down to, I went a bit off piece there. Um, let's go uh, to one of yours, Darren. So we've, had a, we've had a double whammy of Susie. Let's go. Now, what's the situation with this Steve first tweet in the sense of, am I going to get hammered for copyright if I 
do we have to describe this one or can I actually play the twee? I don't know. No idea. Sorry. No idea. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, let's let's describe let's, it. <laughs> let's do. Well, let's. I'm going to read it and then I'm going to do like 20 seconds of it or something. Uh, ITV have a, a new Stars in the Rise type series, um, but nothing will be able to beat the Korean TV Your Face Sounds Familiar, which also has a kids edition. The Bee Gees one made me weep with laughter, and this is Steve Hurst, of course, as AKA Lenny Beige and many other characters. Let's have a a very quick listen. There we go. I, I, I'm really going to keep it sweet because uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah, Martin says the Klingon. Ah. There is a Klingon energy going on. That's on there. what I thought. Yeah, uh, that's why I, I thought it was some Star Trek thing as soon as I saw it. Oh, that's brilliant. I thought it was like, you know, Star Trek the cruise or something like that. That's a thing, by the way. It's like <laughs> a big, big cruise ship with just Star Trek actors and Star Trek fans. Oh, okay. You've just yeah. totally blown my mind. Right. Okay. Who, yeah. what, who, check, who? Check it out. Type check in out. Star Trek. Type in Star Trek The Cruise. Or, or don't. It doesn't matter. What now? Right now? You, I yeah, don't know. I will Is do. that what you normally do? Or? I could do. I could do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Totally. I thought it was like Joe Rogan. Just like, can we Yeah, no, that? I've got the screen here. I've got the screen. Yeah. I just, I was just doing the, uh, the cup of tea as well. Multitasking uh, is not my thing today. I, I wow. Want... I once did a gig for a, um, a convention and there was lots of Star Trek people there and Doctor Who people. And it was um, Antonio Fargas was there, um, Tuggy oh, Bear. Wow. And um, he said, hey, I'm doing panto. Come to my panto. And he gave me his email. <laughs> I never emailed him. I should have done. Um, but the year before, they had Norman Lovett at Red Dwarf. And then they had me. And I thought, I think they put the wrong person. Because I'd never just said, oh, just like, I... <laughs> but, you you're know. The, we... You're the voice of the, uh, the, voice of the Plymouth uh, Guide app. Oh, Voice of the Plymouth Trails. I wasn't at the time though. I oh, wasn't making much right. my voice at that point. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm trying to get details of the 2022 uh, cruise, but uh, it's, it's to be confirmed. But we have some pretty big names on board then. Yeah, I mean they're all just Star Trek actors basically. I think if you're in the show, it's a lucrative way to yeah keep, totally. keep the money coming in. You know, it's it's like one of those things that uh, the Alan Rickman film Star Quest. It just, oh yeah, it's got that, that sort of feel to it. <laughs> yeah, somehow. <laughs> so we've devi- deviated yeah. away from the Bee Gees, but actually, right, yeah. uh, not a problem because you've got a tweet about Star Trek, Darren. That's what leads me conveniently on to this bit. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> I'm a Star Trek fan, and uh, you know, J.J. Abrams uh, took over the franchise, yeah. which I think essentially was just an audition to do Star Wars because he was. I don't think he was known as a Star Trek fan. He was more of a Star Wars fan. But anyway, I mean, this is a very contentious uh, point between Star Trek fans, but I, I think he's sort of... that Him and his company, they need to sort of sort of get their claws out of the whole franchise. I think it's just... They've just signed another five-year uh, deal to make all the TV series and stuff like that, but um, it's just not working. And And, I mean, this is an example. Quentin Tarantino was interested in directing like one of the films which would have been amazing and uh, somehow they let that fizzle out so that was quite annoying so let me just yeah so let me just read the tweet from variety which is tarantino revealed in december 2019 that he was steering away from directing the trek movie a final blow arrived in january 2020 when tarantino confirmed i think they might just make that movie but i don't think i'm going to direct it and mm. i mean in, in your 
it might sound like a silly question. Is that a, is that a loss in your mind? Yeah, because Tarantino hasn't really made a dud, mm. in my opinion. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a massive loss. Um, and I don't really like any of the J.J. Abrams films, the Star, one, the Star Wars ones as well. So, yeah. But bad news yeah. all round. Uh, yeah. yeah. Obviously, you can't have Quentin Tarantino. Is there, who's your fantasy director in this scenario? Oh, God. Um, I don't know. Christopher Nolan. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, right, yeah. okay. Right, I, I, Matt Hyten, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Matt Hyten, Com- comedian Matt Hyten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyone, anyone. As long as it's not JJ Abrams, that's fine. Yeah. And there's a fairly big Trekkie fan community in, within comedians, isn't there? I think there's a there's a fair number of you. I Is thought. There? I oh. thought there were a few Edinburgh oh. uh, Star Trek <laughs> shows. Maybe. There I'm... was Star Trek versus Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, that was a show a show um, put on by Rick Carranza. But uh, oh, yes. I didn't think there were that many Star Trek comedian fans. Uh, I, don't, well, I don't know. Dick, Dick, well, it just seems one of those things that ought to be the case. It may not yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. There's certainly be. some that look like they are. Well, I, I'm sorry for your loss on the on the Tarantino front, but Thank you. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't really know about Star Trek, but I am a big Columbo fan, and William Shatner and Lem- Leonard Nimoy have both been villains in the Columbos. So yeah. they're shoehorning that in. To the conversation. Yeah. No, I'm, a, I'm a Columbo fan as well. Chatner was it twice. I've got all sorts of Columbo merch in my room here. I've even got Columbo eyes. My brother painted for me. Wow. <laughs> I say obviously have one eye because he's got a glass eye. But yeah, I've I, got all I've, sorts of Columbo merch in here. <laughs> I've been watching every single episode, like from the first one, and grading them all on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm up to season four. Uh, um, season nine and ten are like oh. Oh really. Really? Yeah, yeah, sort of like. Yeah. And then, you know, they're not the ones but, I read. <laughs> but yeah, the Shatner and Nimoy ones are good episodes, definitely. There's two Shatners. There's one where he plays um, a TV actor who plays a detective. And then there's another one, which is a bit later on, and he's got a, a hilarious moustache. And I swear they do it differently in all the scenes. I swear it was on an on the set joke because it moves about and then it's thicker and then it's more wonky. And uh, it's, it's very funny. I, I think the two, I think the best uh, Columbo villain is Robert Culp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been in two episodes and they're He's both been, like 10 out of 10 episodes. Um, Jack Cassidy as well was in a few. Who, sorry? Jack Cassidy. Oh, okay. Who's that? I've only re- re-watched the one where he was the magician and he goes under the stage because he's pretending to be in a in a trunk and he goes under the stage and pretends to be and goes and shoots the guy and then comes back and Columbo has to prove how he was managing to, yeah. He, uh, oh, he... I think I remember that. Yeah. 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 We're going down Columbo Road now. <laughs> yeah, what's, no, uh, what's, uh, how many seasons are there? I think it's I can 10. Tell you. All right. I can tell you. Uh, and how, yeah. many epi- how many episodes in each season? Because it seems happen- to go on for a, you know, happen- like 100 years. But... Overall, I happen to know overall there are 69 episodes. I remember okay. that. All right. But, okay. Uh, they're all like movies within themselves. They're all like an hour and a half long. And they're always on Saturdays and Sundays and on like Channel 5 USA or IT, you know. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Martin's, Martin's been doing his homework. <laughs> it's the William Shatner. Wow. That, oh, there like, it is. Yes. No expense spared on that moustache. Like, <laughs> Listen to that. Perfect villain. 
Oh my <laughs> word. 13 seasons, believe it or not. And you know, the Leonard Nimoy one, because Leonard Nimoy plays a murderous dentist, and mm. he's the only times that Columbo gets angry, because um, Columbo usually stays quite light-hearted, but mm. there is one time where he gets really angry, because this guy is so arrogant, and Columbo actually like stamps on the table with his fist, and he gets angry at him, because he's such a horrible character. Um, but yeah, I, I love watching watch them all over and over again, and... I've even got a well, painting behind me that's all the Columbo villains all in like cartoon. Brilliant. Oh <laughs> my god. Um Glorious. So I, yeah, mind you, I totally have a passion for various uh, other boxes, so I can totally relate on, on, on the fanboy, fangirling stuff. Well, actually, uh, Susie, I want to talk about another uh, television programme uh, of yesteryear that you loved, which of course is, is That's Life. Uh, and this is one of your own tweets. Uh, it's very simply, <laughs> Oh, how I miss That's Life. And it's a picture of a rather phallic carrot. Always. I'm so childish. It's just always funny if something looks like a penis. And we got, um, I'm trying to trying to eat more veg. And I bought a, a big thing of carrots. And it was one of those ugly and irregular carrots, you know, where they say they don't, they don't look perfect, but they're cheaper. And, and there he was. And I still, I still haven't, um, I haven't had the nerve to peel him and eat him yet. He's still in my fridge. Wow, are you still you're still intact? Yeah, is that yeah. Is that some daffodils behind him or some just? Yeah, I like how it's next yeah. to a vase. <laughs> yeah, it's next to a vase daff. But I actually um, I um, I loved that life so much, and I remember there was a tweet I did once um, where I was in. I was complaining to a company. I can't remember what the company was, but we had such an email exchange. I was like, this would be perfect on That's Life. I can imagine Adrian Mills reading it out in a humorous voice with Esther, because that was one of my favourite things when they used to read out the exchanges that people had when they were complaining about stuff. And um, I actually sat next to Esther once. I did this NSPCC charity gig and she was sat next to me and I was really starstruck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I totally remember watching it back in the day. I mean, you had like Paul Heine, yeah, Desta Ranson. Um, oh, oh gosh, uh, who was the? Um, I've forgotten the guy in the chair. Doc Cox at the time. Oh, there was Doc Cox yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chris, but Chris, Christopher, someone that was used to be in the chair, a very sort of uh, kind of Noel Coward uh, type figure. Mm. I just wish I could remember. But, but it was, it was a great show. It's a good show. General people on the street, the old, you know, people Cyril on the street. Fletcher. Oh. Ah, yeah, and um, yeah, just brilliant. Like little old ladies in the street giving their comments on things. It's just it's comedy gold. It was good. I have to say, it was good. Uh, now, weirdly, I what I thought I would do uh, with that tweet, uh, I would go from to the next tweet. Just sits so rests so perfectly in the next tweet. <laughs> cat, from cat from fallacies to hands. Uh, well, and this is can't oh. ignore I'd say. So we can't ignore that. That's happened. Well, we can we, try. <laughs> Is a shout out to all the singles. <laughs> this is a big shout out to all the singles from Darren at D- Dazzle's official. Happy Valentine's Day to this one, EXO, and a picture of what I assume is his right hand. I think I'm guessing. Uh, I mean, you know, you you got to, you should have a big hand for self love, really, shouldn't you? We shouldn't we oh, yeah. on Valentine's Day? It's got to be said. Bit, bit unsung laugh, heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, definitely. Well, uh, yeah, when was the, the yeah, Valentine's was still within range, wasn't it? It was the 14th. It's only six days ago. Goodness me. Yes. Um, did, did anyone do anything special for uh, Valentine's Day? Um, my boyfriend was coming around and I was going to cook. And then about half an hour before he came around, I said, oh, can you bring KFC? I can't be bothered to cook. And he arrived at the door with a big bunch of flowers in one hand and a bucket of KFC in the next one. And I thought, yes, this is why you're my perfect man. And uh, we just... We just watched telly, really. Just nothing really exciting. We just watched telly. 
and that was we, we uh we ordered a curry and watched the final season uh the finale of cobra kai which is really good. Oh. Ah, okay uh, yeah, i quite enjoyed that final season we're still halfway through it we're not watching it without I mean, the, the, yeah the season finale sorry yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still a long quite, way to go. Yeah. It's been quite amusing, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. 80s, 80s flashbacks on that one, I have to say. Uh, I, did, um, I did buy him a Cobra Kai t-shirt last year when we, we watched it together with uh, Strike First, Strike Hard, No Mercy on it. And uh, <laughs> we love a bit of Cobra Kai. <laughs> did you do, did you didn't sort of do any role play? You know, you were, you were Cobra, he was Cobra Kai and you were, well, uh, you know, in our... Uh, Eagle Fang, Eagle Fang. Eagle Fang. Yeah, no, <laughs> no it was Eagle Fang and... Uh, <laughs> Inagi, uh, Miyagi, Miyagi, yeah. Miyagi yeah. Do. yeah. Well, I do do a new bit in my stand-up about Cobra Kai and about role-playing, but I don't want to give away the punchlines. But it's it is something to do with wax on, wax off. So I'll <laughs> leave you with that. Yeah, leave me, <laughs> leave us to our carrot-like imagination on that one. Okay, brilliant. Um, right, Darren, let's choose uh, your tweet here as well. We need to know carrots to tomatoes. In fact, oh, we might get our five a day out of it. Tomato- I think you've <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I have, haven't I? There, there it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I was in uh, Lidl yesterday. No, sorry, Aldi. And Other supermarkets are available. Carry on. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and I stood near the tin tomato section, and it just occurred to me that when you buy, when you think you're buying chopped tomatoes, you get them home and it's peeled plum and you have to chop them up. I just thought no one, no one deliberately buys peeled plum tomatoes. But as it turns <laughs> out, I've been told. Uh, if you can, if you look at the replies to this tweet, it's just ridiculous. I had to, <laughs> I had to mute it. <laughs> can I just say I am a peeled plum buyer? Right, because there I, you go. I like the full ones on toast, but I do buy the chopped ones for spag bowl, even though people, I do just people I, have I, them I on toast. Yeah, I understand your logic, but I like yeah. them for toast. Well, um, I, I, I didn't know people had them on toast until <laughs> I tweeted this. Wow. Well, okay. well, let's just and apparently peeled peel plums are fresher because they're the nicer tomatoes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, let's just put it into context. The original tweet from your account, which is at Darren Walsh Puns, no one has ever bought a tin of peeled plum tomatoes deliberately. They are designed to look the same as chopped tomatoes <laughs> in order to trick you. So uh, the backlash. Uh, so uh, Ma- Martin Orchard, I have a curry recipe that instructs you to use peeled plum tomatoes, but then crush them in your fist, which feels like they took money from Big Plum. Yeah. I believe anyone with a surname Orchard was your reply. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's much, there's much more interesting. Oh, I bet there are. Well, on. More visceral ones. Visceral ones. <laughs> uh, okay, anyone, any particular favourites? <laughs> no, there's like, I don't know how many re- replies about. Oh, terrible replies. take. The plum tomatoes are much juicier and tastier. I feel like the chopped ones are made from the runts of the crop. Runt. Probably just scrapped, uh, scrapped up, scrapped up, mm, scraped scraped. up even, uh, <laughs> the floor of the factory. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so brilliant. So we're finding it. We, we managed to get down to a culture war, essentially. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, tin tomato culture war. But, Excellent. Um, I, Nowhere I'm probably going to try plum tomatoes now. So you're yeah. a com- you're a convert after this. Well, <laughs> yeah, I've learned. You've I, learned I've the error of your ways. I have, I have. Uh, but you know, it's just when you open the plum tomatoes and you're like, oh. Yeah, and, and you have to cut, cut the ends off. And then you, you, you're debating, do I chop it in the tin with the knife? And then it touches the sides and you feel a bit dirty <laughs> doing it, but you do it anyway. Anyway, they, I mean, this I, I don't normally do observational stuff, but this has got quite a few <laughs> likes. So, uh, you know, I, I dipped my toe in observational stuff. Uh, it's It could be potentially quite lucrative. 
Can I ask you how do you feel about the hat, the pineapple on pizza situation? Uh, it's delicious. Yes, me too. But mm. I feel like people who go on and on about pineapple on pizza, I feel like they just want to look like they've got a personality because I just think, stop going on about it. <laughs> it makes you more interesting because you don't like pineapple on pizza. Just don't yeah. have it. Stop going on about it. It's not like really special. It really that's annoys quite, that's me. Quite, that's quite harsh, actually. But well, I, it's yeah. just, uh, are you crazy? Yeah. It's like, well, it's a thing. It's actually called Hawaiian pizza. Get over yeah. yourself. Don't eat it. See, yeah. Susie, you've given it away slightly by saying the pineapple on pizza situation. So just calling it a situation, basically, it just shows you how controversial <laughs> it is and how it's wrong it is. Just a non-debate. People like things, other people don't like things. Get over it. Wow. <laughs> I think you might, I think you've solved the culture. Well, that's brilliant. <laughs> well, speaking of... Don't get me started on the, the jam and cream first. The, the oh, well, yeah, the classics. Well, listen, I'll tell you... Sorry. Can I, sorry, can I just... No, go on, yes, you can. One other thing, yeah. Uh, has anyone had beans on crumpets? No, I'd be up for that though. I thought of that. Delicious. I feel That's like I can't first though. I've got to have butter on crumpets. Oh yeah, butter. Butter go with, and then beans like four crumpets with butter on, and then a tin of beans. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, wow, because we're the, going really the, out there. The, the the sponginess of the crumpet holds the bean juice. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe. Uh, I think we had someone on here that really hate. I oh, know it's Eric. Yeah, Eric McElroy was on our live show and just uh, admitted to just hating baked beans, uh, which obviously uh, split the audience. Susie, that's was you going to say something about scones? You sounded like I, I uh, cut you off. I, well, it is Twitter related because my absolute hero in life is Dawn French. And um, the only time she's ever interacted with me online is when I mentioned jam first and secret scones she's so militant right. militant about jam first that she will always reply and she will always um you know talk about it if you're talking about so I, I think I was with a friend and they put cream on and then jam on even though I'm from Devon and that's apparently the Devon way I always have jam first um but she's always on it so if you ever want all French to talk to you talk about jam first and cream scones because she she's you know she's she's flying the flag and it, it, quite good that... fight is that preferable preferable because the jam is soaked up in the scone or it holds it so it yeah off well or, the thing right. is about clotted cream some people have the argument that the clotted cream should be in place of butter but that's ridiculous because the clotted cream is supposed to be in a dollop so you right. put your jam on first and then a dollop of cream you can't put jam on top of a dollop of cream and dawn right. has put memes up saying but uh cream is not butter and that and she's yeah she's very very strict about it okay no. But I am against my culture because in Devon they do apparently do cream first, but I've never been that way ever. So yeah, totally. I've like... been, I've been, I've learned something else. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're, we're learning a lot of food etiquette. I mean, <laughs> none of it actually good for you, but that's that's, that's yeah. by the by, isn't it? Really. Um, so listen, let, if we're going to talk about massive di uh, likes and dislikes, I am going to just pull very quickly host prerogative. Uh, which is to uh, the tweets. So I know I've picked out quite a few tweets, but I'm not expecting to uh, use all of them. But two of them can go together. And they're both from uh, Eminence Grease of comedy writing, David Quantic. Uh, uh, they're both about Wordle. Uh, so the first, the first one, and they're both in the context of Wordle being taken over by the New York Times pretty recently. Uh, there are plenty of other things to be uh, down on the New York Times about, but people seem to be most down on them about Wordle. So two tweets here from David. Uh, first one is, do you remember the old days of two weeks ago? Things were better then. They had five-letter words. Now it's all five-letter words. Mad. 
And then the second, uh, the follow-up to that was, I agree with the word on winches. It used to be five letter words. Now it's words with five letters in. Impossible. Um, and I sort of love this because I, I've got to be honest with you, um, word really gets on my tits. I mean, I think it's great. I think in, in a one, on one level, it should be totally what Let's Kill Twitter is all about, which is that actually it's a really positive coming together thing. It's all about sharing and all the rest of it. But it's just totally getting on my tits now because the, all the posts are the kind of, you know, the blocks and all the rest of it. And I was like, what am I going to Am I going to start, you know, posting my snap cards? It's like, you know, uh, you know, Mr. Baker, and Mr. Baker snap or something like that it's just like it just this just getting it's just sort of getting too much and then this whole stuff about the new york times to sort of put it onto another level because about i don't know a few days ago there was a clue that was a very niche household um thing which the kind of maybe only americans would know and everyone just went absolutely crazy and uh the independent clickbait weekly essentially just put this had this headline saying uh, oh, millennials mad at, uh, you know, Wordle developments. It's just like, it's one, guys, it's one day, right. one day of Wordle. I mean, I need some therapy here. I don't know if either of you do Wordle. Push back on me by all means. But at the, at the moment, I just think, you know, there's a war on Wordle and I st I've started it. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. I don't know what it is. I kind of wish it'd go away. Yeah. I thought you might be... I... I thought Sorry. you might be up for it, actually. I thought you might be a secret word on Darren. I don't know why. No, I mean, oh, I, wow. nothing, nothing's made me click on it. <laughs> All I see is blocks. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is. Sorry. Well, there's the, there was all the Scrabble thing and then the friends with words and now this. I don't get involved in that. Um, but there is a TV show called Lingo, which is basically Wordle on the telly. So just watch Lingo. Where, uh, what what okay. channel is Lingo on? Oh, do you know what? It's on, big, jet, it's on big Jet TV, isn't it? It's not in the daytime. It's a daytime thing. It's on. I think it's on before Tipping Point. Um, but <laughs> you can find it easily. It's called Lingo, and you get couples on it. And it is really, it is really good. I like watching it, but I wouldn't just spend my life doing it. I did have the Tipping Point app once, and that was quite fun. But I just, I haven't got time in my life for all that kind of thing now. I'd rather just yeah. watch other people do it and join in now and again. It's so weird because I thought, you know, because as comedians, obviously, you know, you're playing with words all the time. So I thought that there might, there might be some uh, appeal in this. And I, I'm not saying I don't find the principle unappealing. And I expect there is a kind of an excitement in terms of like getting, uh, you know, being able to guess it within a certain amount of tries. But it's just like it, it kind of it just doesn't translate. When when people are tweeting their their wordle scores, it's just it, somehow just. Sort so of, is this um is this you know, David uh, Quantic tree tweet? Um, is is it like you know when people are angry when Facebook gets redesigned, and then two days later they're like they've forgotten that it changed. Yeah. Right. To some ex yeah to some extent yeah I mean it, they just feel that um, there was a bit of a rumpus when the New York Times took it over. They paid quite a lot of money to the inventor mm. of wordle for it, um, and you know, there were worries about is Wordle going to stay free? So that was the first panic about it, which, you know, I understand to some extent. And then, um, although I'd love it if people's Wordle scores had to be behind a paywall. Clearly that is the solution. Uh -huh. um, but this is this is about the way, the direction that some of the clues, the words have been just recently, uh, that they've become uh, slightly niche. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, obviously if it carries on, there'll be be a pushback on it. But, but. Well, American spellings as well, so that kind of puts me off a bit. 
I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. If I only know on telly the other day, so that's how I got my information. <laughs> Someone was talking about it and saying that it's America's spellings of things. So <laughs> I just know here and they just put an O R like flavor would be O R and not U O U R. <laughs> I think I think if they do another Batman movie, they need to they need to replace the Whittler with the Wordler. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we can get Tarantino to direct that one. I don't know. <laughs> so host prerogative over let's dip back in uh uh to, to your tweets um it's interesting that i discovered the sort of the, the word lag agnostics i didn't realize there were any to be honest uh let's see i might be going down too far okay we've had the cats obviously we've had oh yeah we're doing quite well actually now it's well so this is one of i think darren this is one of your tweets uh-huh. Um, it's, it hardly a week goes by, it seems, without someone picking a tweet from the US, which is, is sort of about gum culture. Uh, Eric Muckle did it, Moore did it recently. And this one's been um, uh, sort of singled out by it's Ari Kogler, uh, writer and analyst. And uh, it's a picture of uh, presumably a Republican campaign bus. And on the side of it is <laughs> Jesus, guns, babies as bullet points. But obviously, Jesus Guns Babies, as RA points out, is a hell of a campaign slogan. What's, uh, it, how did you find, what, what, what were you doing to sort of find this? I was searching for Jesus and Guns and Babies. And that just <laughs> <Yeah. popped> <laughs> uh, I think someone just retweeted it. I can't remember now. But um, yeah, I mean, what, what, what can you say? I mean, is that an email signature? Uh, I'm the one you've been waiting for? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That does yeah, sound I mean, more I, like I a Tinder bio. I love her, uh, you know, hey. Hey, she, she actually you know. does look like a Butlin's red coat there. She's got her red coat on. And... <laughs> yeah, or an air steward. Air stewardess. Yeah. Air steward person. Cabin crew. Yeah, Cabin crew. <laughs> I still say trolley dolly. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a far cry from education, education, education as a kind of campaign uh, slogan, isn't it? It's like, yeah. <laughs> she's trying to frame she's trying to frame our lord is what it seems like it has to be said very odd oh, I don't understand. <laughs> did you see the the christmas card one that was uh there was another uh republican whose family christmas was basically them all sat there with various size of guns oh god <laughs> no they they like to they do like to double down it's got to be said it's pretty scary Right, so that's another one we can uh, can be sleepless, <laughs> we can have sleepless nights for. Susie, let's get down to one of yours. Right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Ah, oh, well, well, actually, all oh, right, okay. Uh, this is, I thought this, yeah, I thought for some reason it's Prince Andrew, but I'm not. It's, it's Ed Knight's tweet. It's all about uh, Prince Charles. It's a still shot of Dolph Lundgren. I uh, presume that's from Rocky IV. Yeah, if he dies, he dies. And uh, oh, beautiful. Uh, and the tweet is Prince Charles going to his mum's house with a new cough and a high temperature. And of course, we've uh, it was it today we found out that um, the Queen does have COVID. Yeah. Mm. So, so that was the classic, the quote, yeah. if he dies, he dies. So I believe that's. <laughs> I did, that's very apt then, yeah. I, uh, I, went, I saw that film in the cinema actually. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. That was a crazy one where there were. Um, so hang on, did you see it first time round, Darren? Yeah, I went to the cinema with my dad to see Rocky Four. That's Rocky Four, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I can't remember any of it, but oh. yeah, it, it was. It was you know around the same time. It wasn't the Cold War as such. It's just like the whole 
you know, Russians v. Americans thing. Well, I no, think it was. Actually. It wasn't. Far, I don't think it was far off in terms of uh, in terms of years, actually, because I do remember. Because right. okay. I don't remember seeing it myself, but I do remember. Not nineteen eighty five. Oh wow! You know, no, that's like Bridget, Bridget Nielsen. Bridget Nielsen played Dolph Lundgren's lady friend, and they both had the same hairstyle. They both had the the blonde spiky. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. This, this is us Sep separated at birth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 1985 yeah. is like only very sort of soon into Gorbachev. It's just, I think it's a year before Chernobyl and all this kind of stuff. And I do remember like my classmates were saying to me, oh yeah, there were loads of people uh, yelling abuse at the Ruskies when uh, every time Dolph Lundgren came on. So uh, yeah, bigotry was, uh, was, was pretty big back, back then, it has to be said. Mm. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, the Queen having uh, COVID I mean, I mean, I, I, I initially thought, right, uh, there's got to be a joke for that. But I was just thinking, like, you know, corona, put the corona in coronation or something like that. But it didn't go anywhere. So I just left it, you know. <laughs> a, a, one, a, one of those movie. comedy cul-de-sacs, yeah. I think your knight, I think your knighthood might have been uh, in doubt there, Darren. But <laughs> we, we, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Leave, leave Queenie alone. She's been through enough. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, dear. Bless her, though. Yeah. I think all those Joke Awards are very swiftly going to be followed on by by obviously a, an MBE there. So don't worry, hang tight, hang tight. <laughs> I would say, absolutely. Yeah. Once everyone stops going to Edinburgh. Yeah, well, you, yeah, yeah. You you're you're up this year though, aren't you? Yeah, just for a week. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll give you guys uh, room to plug things actually uh, at the end of the show as well. So I can't just take my eyes off that carrot. It's just sort of mesmerising, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you want, but it'd be all mushy by the time it gets there. Oh. I think this might be, let's just double check. I think this might actually be the last tweet. Darren, it's uh, it, it's liminal space. Uh, it's just a, it's a, and it's a picture of a seal standing up in a, uh, in a sort of water tank. Essentially, yeah. Can you it? zoom in on the face? I can, hang on. Love it. I love it. Wow. <laughs> Terrifying. Fair, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, if there's not if, much to, uh, yeah, there's not much, I mean, posted without comment, you know. Yeah. Isn't, isn't, it, isn't, isn't it a little bit like Game of Thrones when the White Walkers learn to cross the, cross the water is essentially, <laughs> essentially yeah. what's happening here. I mean, imagine that at the bottom of your bed when you wake up. I went aquarium with my mum the other week and we were watching the manta rays and they would do it, you know, when they go right against glass and they, they go, mm. like that. Yeah, 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 the face. Very yeah. creepy. Yeah. Right, just watching them going up and down like this, and it's very calming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, forgot about that. That is weird, isn't it? <laughs> there's something a bit hot. There's something slightly hot me about the sort of colours. It could either be a sort of hot me or um, a push, a hopper, but yeah, it's more a hot me than a hopper, I think. It's a lovely yeah, shot, though. It is quite a hot me, actually. Yeah. yeah. Wow, blimey. Um, now, so that is, that's it. We, I don't think we've actually done that in uh, before, actually got through everyone's selection. Yeah, hey, which is fantastic. So we have got enough time at the end of the show for you guys to uh, just say a little bit about what you are up to next. And that includes live shows, podcasts, whatever you want, essentially. Uh, let's start with you, Susie. And I'm going to put up your Twitter feed as well so people can follow you at Funny Susie B. Uh, that means I've got to pull my finger out and try and be funny on there for a bit then. Oh, you like Fra <laughs> do you, Fraser fan as well? 
I love Fraser, yeah. I've got, I've got Fraser. I've got all sorts of things in here. This, I'm in my room. This is where the magic happens. I've got right. Fraser merchandise. I've got Columbo. If I like something, I always buy the merch. And I actually yeah. met Kelsey Grammer, and I showed him my 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 Fraser bag. Um, I waited <laughs> backstage. He was at a show in London, and I waited backstage and uh, got a photo with him. And I showed him my Fraser bag. <laughs> yeah. <Brilliant. laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So um, I. I, I'm down in Plymouth and the big project we've got going on at the moment is Plymouth Comedy Tours, which is a, a comedy walking tour, which we started after after the pandemic when there was no gigs and it's gone so brilliantly. We're doing it again this year. We're going to do different routes. We've got five star TripAdvisor reviews. We did a Christmas special that sold out immediately. So if people can like the Plymouth Comedy Tours page. That would be fantastic. And on Instagram, we're, we're getting to grips with Instagram. But um, yeah, if you come down to Plymouth in the summer, come and join us. But if not, um, have a look at me on Twitter. I'm, I'm my next gig. I'm in Ipswich next week, so I'm finally coming out of the my comfort zone of the West Country. I normally just stay within the boundaries of when I can smell pasties, but I'm actually gonna go up above Bristol uh, for a bit. I, I tend to stay down here. But yeah, just uh, follow me. Follow me on the Twitters, and I generally take photos of abandoned Asda trolleys and and tweet about Colombo and um, phallic shaped carrots. Um, but <laughs> in truth, you've been thrown out because of your views on scones. Is essentially yeah, that's what <laughs> But yeah, oh, you should tweet your Fraser. You should tweet your uh, Fraser memorabilia. I totally. Oh, yeah, and the Colombo. There's a big, I've got, I've big market for that. A Niles Island Niles bag. When when Niles went on honeymoon, and he came back, and it's got the the Hawaiian shirt and everything, and um, the Colombo. I've got so many Colombo things. I've actually got in my drawer now. This is blow your mind. It's a blow your mind. This is something that flatmates got me years ago. I heart Colombo knickers. Um, they've never actually been worn because they're so tiny, but I thought they could double up as a as a face covering. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my my friends, I think they misunderstood my love for Colombo. It, it's not sexual. <laughs> so I, I felt a bit, bit they wrong. They to say that on the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh... not sexual. There's not enough it, room to write anything on the back. That's of worth at least 500 followers and a thousand retweets. <laughs> Yeah, on that one, Darren. Uh, Darren, what are you up to? Um, I'm doing I'm doing a load of fringes this year. Just working up a new show, doing Hastings Fringe. That's always good. Brighton Fringe. That's always good. Buxton Fringe and Edinburgh. And I will be having a joke book coming out later this year. And it's exciting. On on tweet on Twitter, I just tweet puns all the time. This is probably the first gig I've done where I haven't told a single pun actually. <laughs> like. The first Zoom gig, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. There you Try go. It's um. So when's the joke book out? Has that got a, uh, an actual publication uh, near, date? No, it hasn't got a date, but it'll probably be around like September, something like that. Cool. That is very exciting, actually. Yeah, so. Oh, I'll be plugging that in Edinburgh for sure then. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Brilliant stuff. Well, you can obviously be following at Darren Walsh puns. All your details are also scrolling above us on a on a ticker that you can't see. It's obviously got the. Uh, the, the handle for me and for Darren and for Susie or for me for the show uh, and we will be back next week I'm um, just going to uh, say thanks very much to our guests hang back briefly in the zoom room so I can uh, say a proper goodbye in the green room as it were uh, but Mimi thank you so much for watching us uh, streamers it's been fantastic sorry about the the little outage earlier I'll know not to check my whatsapp messages while we are actually on the show because it doesn't work um and please join us next week we've got the fantastic stella graham and don biswas in the zoom room for you so looking forward to that very much and uh, i think that's all that needs to be said apart from to say a hearty goodbye from me and my guests to everyone watching out there thanks a lot thanks for watching
Cheers, guys. We hope you enjoyed listening to the show. Please do check out the other podcasts in the series. If you go to our website, www.letskilltwitter.com, you'll find all our previous shows listed and you can find links to the YouTube versions as well as audio files. If you'd like to support our work, you can do via buymeacoffee.com. If you go to their website, you'll find a Let's Kill Twitter page set up for donations. But anything you can do is much appreciated. A like, a follow, a recommendation to a friend, it all counts. Once again, thanks for listening. We hope to be in your ears again very soon.